afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Birthday Beans. Birthday Beans. <laughs> My birthday is Sunday. I told everybody before the show. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to talk about today. A ton. There was hearings. There was hearings. They frustrated the hell out of me for so many reasons. What was it? Wednesday was the IRS whistleblowers hearing. Friday, yesterday, Thursday was the censorship hearing. We're going to start with the censorship hearing and work our way into the IRS whistleblower hearing. But listen, the whistleblower hearing was just a waste of time, save one or two people. All it was was, you know, Hunter Biden talking points, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. They didn't really get into the the substance of what these guys were saying. It was just all videos for clips and, and like viral videos of people trying to do gotchas. The one the one gotcha, though, Frank, that really, really made its point so well was Marjorie Taylor Greene. And people are like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. I'm like, she should have done that. Hell, yes, she should have done that. She is took, that the 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 hunter the hunter uh, freeze frames of, of the de, the depraved sex acts? Yes, but the reason that they were in there is because she took the specific so the suspicious activity reports and matched them that they that he wrote off these things as business expenses mm. and matched them up with the things on the laptop that went with the SAR. Like so, it was it had a re it had a purpose. It wasn't just her like showing naked pictures of Hunter with little sensor marks over his junk in drug addled orgies. It wasn't just that. It also matched back up to what these guys were actually talking about. So it was good. We're going to I have like it's set at a certain time point. Like she actually gave a, a disclaimer before she started about how it's not safe for kids. You know, you know, it's uh, I mean, obviously. There's no standard, and it's not like this is this is swaying anybody. But I just think about how one of the ways that they attacked Donald Trump during his tenure as president was they would show some of Melania's uh, older modeling photos, especially if she modeled in the nude or anything like that, and 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 they would throw that up uh, as a um, as an example of how classless the Trumps were, <laughs> yeah. and. And to see and to see people to see people like roll their eyes and and attack attack anybody for showing this 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 lumpy crack addict forcing himself onto underage prostitutes and we know that incest is involved and it's all tied in with drugs and international uh, influence peddling and all that stuff for people to call foul on that. I know. When they they were trying to use Melania's modeling as a way to attack Trump is just, I mean, you have to expect it. And, you know, as we're going to see when we watch the, uh, the censorship hearings, there's no... We're not even talking about real people, so. No, the the censorship hearing infuriated me yesterday in ways I have not been infuriated in a long time for several different reasons. Number one. Tony Bennett died? Who? Tony Bennett died? I don't know. Oh, Oh, no. 
Oh, oh boy. My parents are going to be real upset. Oh. He was the last of the great ones. It doesn't, I don't see anything here. Yeah, In the chat room. 96. He was the last of the great ones right there. Actually, Tom Jones is still kicking ass. My parents just went to go see Tom Jones a couple of months ago. Tracy, he's he can't really he can't throw he can't throw those hips around like he used to, but he is incredible. He's in his eighties. But ninety six, I mean he had man. Alzheimer's too. Mm. All right, I'm sorry. Go back to uh let's go back to these these monsters. So there is a couple of reasons why the hearing well infuriated me so much. Um, number one, they had John uh, John Sauer there, who is the special assistant to the attorney general in Louisiana. He's a brilliant attorney, and they didn't. He's the the attorney on Missouri v. Biden. The attorney. He's the one who's been litigating this case really. Um, in, in oral arguments and stuff. And he is brilliant. And they spent almost zero time on him. The hearing was completely monopolized by RFK. RFK did get censored. Yes, terribly so. RFK is always mischaracterized about what he's trying to say. A hundred percent. However, there are also millions of normal Americans. Some with 10 followers, some with hundreds of thousands of followers who have been systematically stripped of their voice, including vaccine injured, who were stripped of their voice, trying to form bonds and, and camaraderie about what was happening to them. We got little to zero about that yesterday in this hearing. Little to zero about normal Americans. No, lots about the Hunter Biden laptop story. Lots about RFK. But what about you and me, Frank? What about the person out there who, who has their voice gone and can't get school updates on Facebook for their kids' school because they were banned and the kids' school uses Facebook to transmit information. What about those people? Oh, yeah, listen, and it's even more than just taking people off. Like, for example, I have I have somehow managed to float through the squall that was the Twitter purges. All those purges, I, I survived somehow. Same thing with YouTube. But the thing is that even if you stayed behind... What was the quality? What was the quality of your experience? Well, you're, that's you know? also a, a violation of your First Amendment rights. The deprivate, the deprivation of your ability to listen, Frank. I because when you weren't on and I was still on there, I, I was pretty much in suspended animation. I didn't get I, my my account never it was cut in half because everybody was taken off of YouTube and all my followers were gone because they were suspended. And then it was just me posting my live links. I wasn't I wasn't growing. I obviously, wasn't being seen. So even those who were stayed behind, they were compartmentalized in ways that were, or many ways, were undetectable. Those those shadow ban detector sites they only worked for a, a, a little while until they got wise and found ways that they couldn't be detected. So it's um it's across the board. It's nonsense. No, I I agree. And and you know, so we had this hearing yesterday was so. It just proved beyond a shadow of a doubt from their one friendly witness, some civil rights person who was just disgusting, to their immediate push to ban and censor RFK from the hearing that they're in about censorship. It, it, it was so infuriating that the clue 
scene that I always play was nothing compared to how I really felt. Nothing. Um, I want, I almost want to play RFK's entire opening statement, 10 minutes long, a little too long for us to play the whole thing. But he scrapped what he had written up after what happened in the beginning of the hearing and he went to this. And the very end of it is really where he starts getting, I don't agree with a lot of his positions, but at least he values the Constitution. That's one thing you can say. Um, so let's play a little bit of this from right. the, and, and then we'll, we'll try and skip around, but it's really good. Here we go. Start. I want to put aside my written statement for a moment and address one of the uh, points that was brought up. I think an important point by the ranking member that this body ought to be concerning itself with the, uh, with issues that impact directly the American people. The rising price of groceries, 76% over the past two years for basic foodstuff, uh, the war in Ukraine, the inflation issues, the border issues, many, many other issues that concern us all as a nation. We can't do that without the First Amendment, without debate. Uh, when I gave my speech, my announcement speech in Boston, two months ago, YouTube, I, I talked about all those issues. I focused on grocery, I focused on the fact that working class people can no longer afford to live in this country. I talked about inflation, all the issues that deeply concern you and that you've devoted your career to alleviating those issues. Five minutes into my speech, when I was talking about Paul Revere, YouTube, deplatformed me. I didn't talk about vaccines in that speech. I didn't talk about anything that be, could be was a verboten subject. I just was talking about my campaign and things, the conversation that we ought to be having with each other as Americans. But I was shut down. And that is why the First Amendment's important. Debate, congenial, respectful debate is the is the fertilizer, it's the water, it's the sunlight for our democracy. We need to be talking to each other. Now, there, this is a letter that many of you signed, many of my fellow Democrats. I've spent my life in this party, I've devoted my life to the values of this party. This 102 people signed this. This itself is evidence of the problem that this hearing was convened to address. This is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing. The, the, the charges in this, and, and by the way, censorship is antithetical to our party. It was, it was appalling to my father, to my uncle, to FDR, to Harry Truman, to Thomas Jefferson, as the chairman referred to. It is the basis for democracy. It sets us apart from all of the previous forms of government. He goes on about that for a little while, but this is so powerful. I have another timestamp I, I gave myself here. Hold on. 617. It's hard to find. Here we go. I want to say something I think that's, that's more important, and it goes directly to what you talked about, ranking member, which is the, the, the need, the, the, this toxic polarization it is destroying our country today. And how do we deal with that? We are more, this kind of division 
is more dangerous for our country than any time since the American Civil War. And how do we deal with that? How are we going to, every Democrat on this committee believes that we need to end that polarization. Do you think you can do that by censoring people? I'm telling you, you cannot. You, that only aggravates and amplifies yep. the problem. We need to start being kind to each other. We need to start being respectful to each other. We need to start restoring the comedy to this chamber and, and, and to the rest of America, but it has to start here. My uncle, Edward Kennedy, has more legislation with his name on it than any senator in United States history. Why is that? Because he was able to reach across the aisle, because he didn't deal in insults, because he didn't try to censor people. He brought home people who were antithetical to what he believed in. He came home almost every weekend with people like Orrin Hatch to our house at the compound in Hyannisport. At that time, Orrin Hatch to me was like Darth Vader because I was an environmentalist. And I was saying, why, why is Teddy bringing this guy home? But he knew that he was effective because he understood that comedy and respect and kindness and compassion and empathy for other people is the way that we have the only way to restore the function in this, in this chamber. But more importantly, today we need to give an example in the leadership of our country of being respectful to each other. If you think I said something that's anti-Semitic, let's talk about the details. I'm telling you all the things that I'm accused of right now by you. And in this letter are distortions, they're misrepresentations. I didn't say those things. There's fragments that I said, but I denounce anybody who, is, who uses the words that I have said to imply something that is negative about people who are Jewish. I never said those things. And I want to point out also that the chairman pointed to Dennis Kucinich who's fighting behind me. There is no two people in the country who feel differently about it, more differently about American politics than these two people. <laughs> And yet they were friends. Almost done. Dennis attended his children's basketball games, attended his daughter's wedding. This is what we need, how we need to start treating each other in this country. We have to stop trying to destroy each other, to marginalize, to vilify, to gaslight each other. We have to find that place inside of ourselves of light, of empathy, of compassion, and above all, we need to elevate the Constitution of the United States, which was written for hard times. And that has to be the premier compass for all of our activities. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then, and then, Uh, you know, I can you, uh, you, you hear that stuff and it knowing how knowing the severity of the situation we're in right right now, you know, you don't want to you don't even want to nitpick. Obviously, there's no difference between Jeffersonian uh, Jeffersonian perspectives. I mean, there's there's a huge difference between Jeffersonian perspectives and uh, and FDR, who was a commie. You know, so he's he is he's a he's a Democrat. That's he's a Democrat. He is a hundred percent a Democrat. I want everybody 
Go ahead. Finish. I'm yeah, sorry. You're, no, yeah, you're not going to – you have to just put that aside and understand RFK Jr. is not going to politically give you what you want if you are a conservative, traditional American that actually wants to break apart central power. On the other hand, uh, principally speaking, on free speech, I mean, that, you, that's at least something you could work with. Yeah. And that's huge. We we die immediately if we don't have free speech. The other thing there, too, is, um, oh, man, what did he just say about, uh, damn it, the other thing I was just, I was, oh, oh, oh. If we don't have free speech, if we don't if we don't stop this, we're going to destroy each other. The whole point here, and I'm sure he knows this, but he's trying to be diplomatic right now. And obviously he knows that he's in a room full of people who are unreachable. And but there are television cameras there and perhaps he can reach people at home who tend to vote Democrat, who still have their souls intact. He knows and everybody I think most of us do, too that the real destruction comes at the hands of stopping the fighting for these people, for the Plaskets, for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, for Adam Schiff, all of them. If if this if this unbreakable tension that we have right now, this line in the sand that has divided us all so much, ever is alleviated and gotten rid of, then their entire con goes away their whole th- it, it goes away that's it and especially when it as it pertains to this and censorship and the government's relationship with social media if this is seen for what it is and addressed in a timely and responsible fashion then their entire operation goes away mm. it, it resolving this literally is destruction for correct a hundred percent a hundred percent correct if if speech is allowed to flourish, they die on the vine immediately. This is exact right after, literally seconds after he finished talking about all that, which anybody with the brain can agree with, given the polarization in our country. This is what happened. Point of order pursuant to House Rule 11, Clause 2, which Mr. Kennedy is violative of, I move that we remove into executive session because Mr. Kennedy has repeatedly made despicable anti-Semitic and anti-Asian comments as recently as last week. Rule 11, Clause 2 says, whenever it is asserted by a member of the committee that the evidence or testimony at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate any person, or it is asserted by a witness that the evidence or testimony that the witness would give at a hearing may tend to defame, Which, pause right there, which is another thing that they survive on everything she just said is the reason that is what they survive that kind of defaming is what they survive on that's all they have (laughs) it's just i'm addressing a comment in the chat somebody said we're supposed to stop commenting on appearances tracy is sick of it i don't know where that came from talk about her appearance all you want i don't give a crap what you say in the chat (laughs) she does have spaghetti hair that's all she ever looks like i don't care Never said anything about that. Anyway, here we go. Nate, the witness, and it goes on. Mr. Kennedy, uh, among many other things, has said, I know a lot now about bioweapons. We put out hundreds of millions of dollars into ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there is an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. The races that are most immune to COVID-19 are... Is a lady making a motion or a speech? I, I've made a motion to move into executive session because Mr. Mr. Kennedy's... 
you you know what you know it's it's hilarious that the fact that she um she's in uh, she is in some way insinuating that because jews did better with covid-19 it's anti-semitic it's anti-semitic <laughs> isn't that a compliment oh good you good job with your immune system jews I mean, how is that anti-Semitic to point out statistically they did better fighting the disease? We're in bizarre I, I, world, what, Frank. What a, We're in bizarre world. Listen, so, I mean, so there, there are probably people in the chat room who don't even believe that the disease exists, that it came, that we were dealing with something else. Who cares? Put that aside. If The, the point is they're accusing him of anti-Semitism. For, for and saying all the they Jews have, did good. All, all they have to accuse them of this is saying that Jews did better under this the circumstances of the pandemic. All right. So that goes on. Testimony. Mr. Chairman, I move to table the motion. Statement. Massey moves to table it. Then they call for a roll call vote so that everybody can vote on tabling it. And the roll call vote goes just as you'd think. You're only supposed to say yay or nay. It's a roll call effing vote. That's it. They're giving speeches with their votes like little children on a... I'm going to play a little bit more. They can't shut up. No, no. They can't. No, they can't. It's gross. They're gross. I don't know. There's no soul in this body. No soul. She does not believe what she's saying. She doesn't. The gentleman from Kentucky has moved to table. Mr. Mr. Chairman, I ask for a roll call vote on the on the motion to table. Well, let me ask the question. The question is on the motion to table. The gentlelady has asked for a roll call vote. The clerk will will have to step back for a second. The clerk will have to come in. We'll call the roll on the motion to table. Just wait. And then we can get back to testimony. I think the witnesses can sit in the chairs sitting behind. Um, I'll leave that up to the clerks. If the clerks that maybe we can go gentlemen censor viewpoints that we disagree with from which sir viewpoints committee to gentlemen from louisiana is it the custom of this committee to censor viewpoints that we disagree with from witnesses mr chairman i have not a point of order on the table there's a motion and the vote's been moving to the we're waiting for the clerks is violative of waiting 11 violative 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 of ramen noodles your hair is violative of ramen noodle identity i i can't Two. Waiting for the clerks. Clerk will call the roll. Hold on. Mr. Jordan. Yes. Mr. Jordan votes yes. Mr. Issa. Here comes the vote. Mr. Massey. Yes, to not censor. Mr. Massey votes yes. Mr. That was Stewart. Massey. Yes. Mr. Stewart votes yes. Mr. Ms. Stefanik. Yes. Ms. Stefanik votes yes. Mr. Gates. Mr. Johnson of Louisiana. Yes. Mr. Johnson of Louisiana votes yes. Mr. Armstrong. Yes. Mr. Armstrong votes yes. Mr. Stubbe. Hold Mr. on. Bishop. Yeah. Mr. Bishop votes yes. Ms. Kamak? Yes. Ms. Kamak votes yes. I love her. Ms. Hageman? Yes. Ms. Hageman votes yes. Ms. Poskett? No, I want to follow the rules that the Republicans made at the beginning of this uh, conference with these House rules, so no. Ms. Poskett votes no. Mr. Lynch? No. Mr. Lynch votes no. Ms. Sanchez? No, because it's violative of the rules. Like, they can't just say no! They have to think now because blah 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 blah. Like, you know, no. you know, Tracy. Mm. I've had I've had in my life so far, unfortunately, and I'm sure that's when you get older, you just deal with it more and more. I've had to take care of several family members who were uh, who were stricken with dementia, and you know, 
I learned a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. Even though it gets frustrating. Yep. But you know that someone who actually who has dementia or Alzheimer's, they're repeating themselves. They don't remember. And and you understand that there is a sense of knowing that something is wrong that they have. There's a confusion that they're always living with. And because you know that there's actually something wrong with them and because you care about them and love them, every time they say or ask the same thing over and over again, I and many other people who, act like who it's understand, the first time. You find you find new ways of answering the question. You find new ways of ingratiating them and making them feel comfortable, feel good, and you just you just you the, you can put the frustration aside. These people, this is like the dementia. They're, they're dementia patients that choose the dementia and want everybody to. to I, I mean, th this is the this is a frustration I can't put away, and I want to put all their heads through a wall. Yeah, and it's just yeah, I know. I know. So this is, yeah, here. Ms. Sanchez votes no. Ms. Wasserman Schultz. No to allowing a witness to degrade and this is not others time. and violate the rules and not have his testimony and degradation and amplified rather than given an executive session. Okay, now let's listen to something real quick. Waters went in and asked these people questions. I want you to listen to this. This is insane to me that they're actually... It's not insane. I should be nor normal. This should be normal. Here. She's asking Democrats about why they wanted to censor RFK in the hearing. Do you think that Democrats are proving RFK Jr.'s point by trying to stop him from coming today and censor him that Democrats are unfairly censoring him? I'm not going to respond to a loaded question like that. You've already decided the wrong answer. What are you afraid that he would say under oath? today that you want to stop even the American people from having the opportunity to hear? I'm not afraid of anything he would say. I just don't want to hear him. What do you say to people <laughs> who are concerned that... Can, can you... Seriously, can you get... Exactly! I don't even know... I'm like... <laughs> but, but, and, and this is the final pivot. I mean, they do all of their songs and dances. They they take out. Uh, well, as I said before, because this is a this is a party of mongrels. The only ones who really who really ascend to the top of the pecking order in the Democrat Party it, are the ones who are able to take the same old talking points about anti-Semitism and racism and gender and identity and this uh, and equity. All you know them all. The only ones who actually ascend up the pecking order in this party are those who are a little bit more creative with the way that they put all the same old things in different order as they go and they make their stances. But once they really exhaust all that stuff, it always comes down to this. They'll just pretty much say, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Or they'll say, um, they'll say, I'm not going to dignify that with a response that, you know what? There is no need for conversation. You're so beyond the pale that this is not not worthy of con and, and and you know what and therefore nobody else gets to hear you either the first, it's just incredible the first questioner like when he said i'm not going to dignify that with the response because it was a gotcha debbie wasserman schultz what she did to rfk in that hearing yesterday using the when did you stop beating your wife questions for him to, he's like how can i even answer that it was such a disgusting display of evil like, here, wait, let's finish. You were trying to censor 
RFK Jr. by trying to not let him come today? Oh, that's not censorship. Censorship would not be allowing someone to speak. He can speak. That doesn't give him necessarily the ability to have to do it in the halls of Congress. You just you wait. You just took a vote to stop people from hearing him speak. You wanted to essentially bring him into a broom closet where nobody could hear him. Yeah, but that people still can though. Few people can. Yeah, no. Technically, twelve people could hear him speak. Not everyone, though. We can't have everyone hearing him. If he's that effing crazy, people will be like, whoa, he's nuts. That's it. Hold on. To censor him today proved his point that he is being... Censor him? We were trying to make sure that he didn't cause more harm with his outrageous testimony. We don't want him to harm anybody else. He's harming people everywhere. Do you know how many Jews didn't die from COVID <laughs> because of what he said? Do you know how many Jews didn't know like, that they weren't dying? As though, as though anything that he said is affecting anybody's life at all right now. Oh. I don't think you want to bring bigots before the Congress, but apparently that's par for the course with this majority. Okay. Let's watch this now. I love Kat. She's beautiful and wonderful. I want to thank all our witnesses for being in front of us here today. I know that this has not been an easy couple of hours, but I appreciate your endurance. Uh, I'll start with you, Ms. Wiley. Five days ago, Democrat Representative uh, Pramila Jayapal stated that she has been, quote, fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state. Yes or no, do you believe that statement to be anti-Semitic? Uh, I... I, I believe that there is a distinction between uh, any conversation yes no. about a government versus a group of people. So what, can you describe what a government is, uh, Miss? What's she, a gov what is a government consist of? Is Look, by that answer alone, we should all be allowed to criticize the government as much as we want. And they're taking that ability away from us. A government is different than the people inside. Of course, because of you, as you know, Tracy, um, the the people inside of this hearing right now that are conducting it on the committee, they are not, in fact, what the government is constituted of. The government is not constituted of people. The government is just a a, a really nicely mapped out campus of marble buildings. <laughs> it's the marble buildings. How can a marble? I mean, come on. Do you believe that each of my Democratic colleagues should publicly denounce her comments? Well, and not continue to give her a platform to make statements like Israel is a racist nation? Because essentially that is what is happening here is it is we, we are 100 percent trying to censor one gentleman because one side doesn't agree with his comments. So in a weaponization hearing about censorship, the left is trying to censor, which I, I think is absolutely crazy. And I, I have to bring this up. And, and since the, the, the door was opened, uh, you know, I, I'm deeply concerned about the fact that there were FEC reports brought up. Uh, Mr. Kennedy, you acknowledge that you don't know where those came from. Uh, you said that you have no affiliation with those, uh, that PAC, that super PAC, I believe. Um, the ranking member said she was deeply concerned um, about the affiliation. And we seem to have a guilty by association here we thing go. going on here. 
And so I just have to state for the record that I myself am deeply concerned about the affiliation of the convicted sex trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein, of which the ranking member took campaign donation money from. So I think that's the beauty of the First Amendment is that we have a right to say what we want to say, but we also have the right to be offended. Plaskett took money from Epstein. And and they're putting this whole, this super PAC that RFK doesn't even really know. And they can't, let's just make sure everybody understands this because there's a lot of this going on around outside now. The PACs from various candidates that are doing things out there, ads, whatever, they're not affiliated with campaigns at all. They can't even communicate with each other at all. It's completely separate. So there's that. But I thought that that was brilliant of her to do. This is what RFK said at the end of the hearing about censorship in a, in a free society, which he always calls a democracy. And we're going to go back to Kamak because she said constitutional republic, not democracy, which I was like, thank you so much for making the distinction because the word democracy is thrown around like democracy is mob rule. 51% of the and people. And Jefferson hated democracy, just like Jefferson hated the idea of big cities, too. So that's why I, when people talk about, uh, oh, this, this, go, this party goes back to Jefferson. Eh. I mean, the, the, the modern Democrat Party kind of has more in common with uh, with Andrew Jackson than Jefferson. But uh, you, you, you're, you're talking about um, pre, pre-Civil War when there was still a republic left behind. So that's, yeah. Here, here's what he said at the end. A government that can censor its critics has license for every atrocity. It is the beginning of totalitarianism. There's never been a time in history when we look back and the guys who were censoring people were the good guys. All of us grew up reading Arthur Kessler, Robert Heinlein, Aldous Huxley, George Orwell, and they were all saying the same thing. Once you start censoring, you're on your way to dystopia and totalitarianism. So true, but back to Kat here. So I just wanted to point that out, you know, glass houses and all. Our Democrat colleague, Mr. Lynch, opened up the door of what does the impact of the continued narrative of weaponization have on the general public? And I think that's really important because what we have seen in the last couple of weeks is irrefutable evidence of the fact that the FBI has not only been systematically working to censor American speech, but they have been facilitating it, and in some cases at the behest of foreign governments. A weaponization report proved that there was a direct connection between the Ukrainian SBU in which that intelligence service was sending spreadsheets of thousands of posts in some cases, posts that were belonging to the United States State, State Department. Department. And because we know that the Ukrainian SBU is rife with double agents, the FBI wasn't even vetting the posts. They were simply sending them direct to the social media companies saying, please take these down. So now we have an FBI that is not just saying that they're going to fight foreign interference, they're facilitating it at one point even suggesting that they put forward a 24-7 channel where the FBI takes requests from a foreign government and filters it right to the social media company to have those posts taken down. And it was across the board, anti-Ukraine, pro-Ukraine. That right there proves that they weren't vetting the posts. That's a problem. We've established clearly with hard evidence 
that there is in fact a weaponization of the federal government against the American people and every single day that we do not acknowledge it is a bad day in America. The pillars of our constitutional republic, not democracy, are being taken down bit by bit because the press is being told they can't ask the tough questions. Ms. Morris, you have probably received threats. You have been censored. You have been silenced. Mr. Sauer, you have been before us many times and you have expressed the pushback. She, when she did that, I just, I put her trophy back up or higher on my wall. She's just amazing. She's amazing. If you don't know her, Go just try and find the clips of her. She's brilliant. Whoever in Florida has got that, that beautiful woman representing them, you're a very lucky constituent. Very lucky. Then, then, this is sour. I'm going to play a little bit of it. This is the attorney. By 4th, 2020. This is the attorney on Missouri v. Biden. They did not, did not spend enough time with this brilliant attorney who was prosecuting this case. He never reads a thing. The guy is like a machine. Three, Independence Day. Judge Terry A. Doty of the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana entered a historic injunction against the White House and other federal officials. This injunction prevents them from, quote, urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing protected free speech posted on social media platforms. Judge Doty's opinion contains 82 pages of detailed factual findings supported by 577 citations of the evidence, which is drawn from roughly 20,000 pages of the federal government's own emails and communications with social media platforms and six full-length depositions. In its recently filed stay motions, the government has hardly bothered to dispute any of these factual findings. They don't dispute them at all. They don't dispute the facts at all. All they say is we can't speak. Now, as we know, that hearing, that uh, that administrative thing was, um, it was stayed, administratively stayed by the court, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Sauer addresses that. The judges have come out and said, this stay means nothing. I said this the other day too. It is them covering their bases. They're doing it because they know this is going to SCOTUS regardless of what they decide. And they need to do everything the right way so that there's no, oh, pick and pick and here and delay and nonsense. And they, the judges came out and said, this bears no, um, because we've stayed this, it bears nothing on our decision. This doesn't mean that we're deciding one way or the other. Mrs. Uh, I can't answer a question from before on the witness stand about um, whether is that statement was racist or, or, or whatever, anti-Semitic. Right. The entire hearing until the end was using the stay as a way to like gotcha saying that their case is weak. She was saying that the, it was vacated. They vacated it. They vacated it. She's an attorney. She knows better. They did not vacate crap. It's not vacated. Vacated would be, oh, you lost. Move on with your life. It's like she, they're, they're purposefully, they always do this. And she was corrected. Finally, she got an, he got an opportunity to correct her because they were using this as some way to say that this whole court case and this judge is nuts. And none of the evidence that they found is real when the government's not even disputing it. The, the judge asked specifically, do you think that any of this is faked? And the government was like, no. Well, 
Okay, here, wait, I think I found that. It's about power, preserving and expanding the power of the censors and the political narratives they prefer. Fifth, federal officials are deeply intertwined with what other witnesses have called the censorship industrial complex. Louisiana court made very yeah. detailed findings Please. about the close connections between many has, federal officials. He has something wrong with his voice too, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's annoying. It was like that in court too. So that's how I know. And that mass surveillance and mass censorship enterprise that calls itself the Election Integrity Partnership and the Virality Project. <laughs> Not just CISA officials, but White House, State Department, and Surgeon General officials have deep ties to that enterprise. As the Louisiana court found, CISA and the EIP were completely intertwined. Sixth, federal officials don't just dictate the outcomes of specific content moderation decisions. They also directly induce changes to the content moderation policies, policies of major social media platforms to ban disfavored viewpoints in advance. It's bad. It's really, really bad. Really bad. And here's another one. This is a little too long. We can't play it now. Um, hold on. I'm looking for some shorter stuff. Here's Massey. This one's good to listen to. Expired. Gentlelady yields back. The gentleman from North Dakota is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And I'd like to yield my time to Representative Massey. I thank the gentleman from North Dakota. Wow, the irony and cognitive dissonance from the other side of the aisle, it's deafening. You could cut it with a knife. They are at the same time denying that censorship is occurring, but suggesting that there's more material that needs to be censored. This is a hearing on censorship that began with an effort with a formal motion from the other side of the aisle to censor Mr. Kennedy. They do not want him to speak, yet that is the topic of this hearing. They have kept him from speaking. A collusion between the government and private organizations. Mr. Kennedy, in your opening statement, you um, introduced us to this word malinformation. Mm. Can you tell us more about this made-up word, what it means, and some of the uh, things that you've tr said or tried to say that you've been censored for that's been characterized as malinformation. Yes, Congressman Assey, and if, if, it, if by your leave, I'd like to just respond Please. very briefly uh, to some of the, uh, what I would call, defamations that have been uh, just... They slandered him the entire hearing. They slandered this man the entire hearing. The entire time. And when Debbie Washerman Schultz was asking him those questions, it was almost as though he was like being beaten. Metaphorically, it was disgusting to watch. Malin they wanted they they wanted they want the, the, the beatings to be physical. It's, you can you can tell just by how how vicious this is all getting. But yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the, the defamation. Every question is a speech that is Board really is just their own every fantastical description of the monster that they think the person sitting in front of them is that that's just i don't think that's they really, really what it's all based on it's all fantasy and defamation so yeah i don't think yeah, they he believe, took a beating i don't think they believe that he's really a monster i just think that they're scared of him they just had to do it here here is the beginning where jim jordan basically 
Excuse me, point of order. I know that witnesses usually have five minutes. I see 10 minutes on the board. Is it right. going to be 10 minutes? We'll for give you five witness? minutes, but we're, we're pretty lax with this. Um, we'll let him go for we a are? little. Yeah. We've, I've seen you ham, 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 gavel down on quite a number of witnesses. Uh, the security, take this uh, freak out of the room. Thank you. And former Democrat members of Congress and all kinds He's of folks. Neither. He's neither. He's neither. I'm just saying in past history. Okay. In okay. But we'll, Let's we'll give, just we'll watch give you the time for all the witnesses. And then. if you want to cut him off okay. and censor okay. him Okay. How about you go back to the go back to the cafeteria? Shut up. Jim Jordan says this. Cut him off and censor him some more. You're welcome to do it. Oh, that's not my job. That's that's your. That's your job. That's your job. It's your job to censor yeah. people. No, I know. I, I I know you are. But what am I? This was great too here. You tried to associate me a moment ago with the replacement theory, which is racist. No, I did not say you the Time belongs the to the gentleman theory. from I, the I did not, my colleagues. The time theory. belongs to the gentleman from the I denounced that theory. It is racist, and I have never endorsed it or had any association with it. Our film on a medical part. The medical way, Bill apartheid? Buxton, Bill Buxton, who is the black CDC official. She came at him about the Tuskegee experiments. She's saying that because he is is saying the COVID vaccine is dangerous, that millions of black people died. And it's racist of him to have said that because of black people's uh, remembrance about Tuskegee and what they did. And now because of that, he's guilty of of some weird um, um here, here. And this yeah, is but but the, tus- remembering things like Tuskegee is the reason why black Americans were, at least for a time, the least likely to go out and get a shot at yes. the government's at the government's urging, which was a good thing. Yes. But listen to the the wiggle. Listen here. And the bullying extends far beyond tech companies. Witness after witness have testified to the treatment they received from Chairman Jordan and his team. One of our earliest witnesses, Nina Jankovic, told the committee about receiving thousands of death threats and being told to go into hiding while she was pregnant with her first child. <gasps> after Chairman Jordan first posted a doctored video of her, when political while she was pregnant Mr. with her first clump of cells. Right. All of a sudden, pregnancy means something, Frank. All of a sudden, Nina Jankovic was supposed to head the Disinformation Governance Board. She was the biggest spreader of disinformation the world has ever seen. To Chairman Jordan about the threats. And doctored video, can we go back to the first impeachment? Can we go back to the second impeachment? Doctored video. I mean, how much doctored video did Adam Schiff show? His office responded, she deserves to be held accountable. Anyone who doesn't agree with their point of view deserves whatever hatred and threats are thrown at them. Now, I'm across the hall from Mr. Jordan, and several months ago, I saw somebody who seemed to be threatening to his office, and the Capitol Police were moving them away. And I was grateful that they were doing that, because I don't want anyone to harm him or his staff for their rhetoric, for the things that they say. That's inappropriate. That's unconscionable. Oh, God. Another witness. This one, a current member of federal law enforcement. She basically takes everything that they do and pretends that the Republicans are doing it. This was great, too. We'll play this last one, and then we're going to get to some fun. We're going to get to the Hunter Biden one, and then I have some fun, because it's at 922. I think I'm struggling with the question. That that wasn't my question. I didn't say share facts and information. I said, do you trust the government to determine 
what facts and views the American people should be exposed to and which ones they should not? Uh, well, I think I'm struggling with the question because that is not the facts of the case simple in Missouri. Question, in Missouri question. versus I'm not talking Biden, about Missouri. I'm not talking about Missouri. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not talking about Missouri. This is a very simple question. Do you trust the government to determine what facts and views the American people are exposed to? I am not aware of any action of the government okay, that tells the American that. public what facts they should be exposed You're to. You're not aware of that? No, I am not. Oh, my gosh. Where have you lived for the last three years? In the- that woman's first opening statement talked about how she was watching freezer trucks full of bodies during COVID in New York City. Which is not true. I know. <laughs> I'm so like, what New York maybe, City maybe, were you in? Maybe, oh, maybe she was in New York City, but perhaps she was just on acid. Maybe she was taking drugs like everybody else, trying to cope with uh, the end of the world. Maybe she was just taking hallucinogens. There was another one I wanted to play, but I'm going to move to MTG because I wanted to make sure everybody got that. Hold on. I have it queued up to the right spot. Got to find it, though. I've just got to find it. Raskin is, is the worst, by the way. Just the worst. Where'd it go? For goodness sakes, I had it right here already. And it's all refreshed now. Here it is. Ready? Here she goes. From California to Washington, D.C., paid for by Hunter Biden. This is a, an excerpt from a SARS report that we've read in the Treasury, and I think you, you all have looked at these two, showing that victim one was supposedly an employee of a Wasco. Um, but, but I would like to point out, this is not really what most paralegals do for law firms. Um, <laughs> And, and it's very serious that Hunter Biden was paying this woman through his law firm and then writing it off as business tax exemptions. Most, most people write off, uh, you know, their ta- write off things for their taxes through their businesses like a meal or, uh, say, office supplies. Um, but can you confirm for me that... And then... Um, for as long as Ms. Ocasio-Cortez... We had this. Payment. Um, payments such as this through from from Hunter Biden to prostitutes. Um, also, Mr. Shapley. Come on, Mr. Chairman. Um, we're at one minute and fifty three seconds over. As long as Ms. Ocasio Cortez can get equal time, uh, she can keep going. I, I will uh, let, let uh, Ms. Green wrap up uh, five seconds, and Thank then uh, I'll give Mr. Mafume additional time. Thank, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Shapley, you, you started an investigation into Hunter Biden, codenamed Sportsman, which opened in November of 2018. Um, it, it was an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online pornography platform. Um, this this is evidence uh, of of Hunter Mr. Biden Mr. making sex. Hey, excuse me, this is my time. Of, making okay. pornography. Should we be displaying Mr. this, Mr. Chairman? <laughs> Should we be putting this up here? Should people have to see this? My Should God. Should we be displaying this? We're the party that is encouraging little boys to cut their nuts off. I mean... <laughs> you know, should we... Is, is this... Is this... Is this appropriate? Can we please have some decorum? Please? If you're a liberal, there is no decorum. You can go... The, the, the Republicans could have shown up for this committee hearing naked. 
<laughs> and you 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 cannot should not say a damn thing that is how you that is where you've cast your lot at this point so we have a weird i had i had i'm going to keep this for monday pbd had a clip with um anthony weiner where he's talking about the clinton body count that is just superb it is just superb i had that for the end and then i have this it's this new trend that's going around where dads are doing a job interview and it has to be a video they create with their kids and they have their kids sit next to them and they talk about their daily routine and it's all lies and they watch for the kids' reactions to everything because kids know to tell the truth until we ruin them. <laughs> so here's just a little bit of this one. It's hysterical. We'll play this and then there's the NPCs, which we might not get to, but here's- So I've just got to the vast if I can do a little video just being honest about what I do every day because it will help me get the job. Yes. Is that all right? Yeah. Hi, and thank you for this job opportunity. As you requested, you wanted uh, one of my children to be in it. So this is Phoenix. Say hello, Phoenix. Hi, everybody. <laughs> As you've asked for what I do every day, I thought I'd start by saying every single day, I normally wake up about three o'clock in the morning, uh, have, have a bath for about 20 minutes, uh, and then I normally go for about a three mile run before the children wake up. After the three mile run, I then like to cycle. Uh, I normally cycle for approximately about two hours uh, before then the children wake up. And I then shower the children in the mornings before they go to school. Uh, I then come downstairs and cook them waffles, pancakes, beans on toast and sausages for breakfast before school. I then uh, often do the school run on my own. So what that normally entails is I get, uh, I've got a motorbike with like a side cart um, and I drive them half the way to school on the motorbike and then we get off uh, and then we normally all jog to school together, don't we? We do not, no. This is for both of you. Don't we all jog to school? We sold our car, um, we sold our car last year, didn't we? No, we did not. I, how would we get to school and do all that other stuff? Well, we go on the motorbike, don't we? And then we jog some of the way. We do not even, even have a motorbike. I'd just like to say this is how I dress every single day as well. Uh, it's important to say that this is how smart I dress every <laughs> single day. There's always a suit. Uh, I normally wear a tie. We haven't had a telly also for about three years, have we, in our house? We do have a telly. No. We, yes, we, yes, we do. It's right in front of us. <laughs> you see, Aurora, Aurora's the stage right now where if I said all that, she would go, yeah. <laughs> There's another one with a little girl who's like, I can't stay here anymore. It's so sweet. Anyway, that's a good way to end the show. Uh, <laughs> you have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans! You can see us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, live on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And Frank Show, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv and Rumble. We'll be back here for you on Monday. Later.